Hey guys, welcome back to the Fire Triangle Podcast. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <Okay. laughs> Hello. Hello. I'll be here. Um, we have a little bit of a different setup today. So yes, we, we are on Zoom. I am currently in St. Petersburg, Florida. Mac is still in the Mary of Land. And we also have two not one but two special guests with us today all the way from denver colorado (laughs) bailey squared bailey and bailey would you like to introduce yourselves um of course uh i am (laughs) bailey um (laughs) number one or number two whatever anyone wants to call me (laughs) but no bailey ciphers um i live out here with the other bailey (laughs) we uh moved here after college from north carolina we've been out here like two years living our best lives yes going on our third this is the other bailey um (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's me i live out here with the other bailey and yeah cool so these are what this is gonna gonna have to we're gonna have to have some patience with us i was going to ask the baileys um how did i meet you (laughs) how did we meet ah good old sorority days Mm -hmm. yeah genuinely no clue I think uh, first thing I remember is probably Shelby being wrapped up in the uh, freshman <laughs> kickout scandal of 2016 in our pledge class. Were you in that? No, she yeah. was. I lived in the house. I did not get kicked out, but I got put on probation like right after everyone got kicked out because I poured a drink on what's her name tiara and like trying to fight her and oh my god i forgot about all of that yeah yeah i was so ratchet i literally was Mm -hmm. like get your fucking bitch ass back here we like already got her kicked out of a kai-fi party and christy yeah christy after what's it called on sunday after church chapter (laughs) chapter (laughs) not church Chapter. Okay, yeah. After chapter, Chrissy's like, Shelby, you need to stay back. And it's all of exec, exec, yeah. Mm-hmm. And she's reading the text messages and she stops and she goes, No, I can't even fathom another human being would say this to somebody. And like, it's so fucking dramatic. And then puts me on probation. So then I dropped. Talking about I what know, you like, said to this other girl? Yeah. Mm. Ratchet, uh, Shelby. history. Yeah. I think I met Shelby. Remind me, were you one of the ones that found me on the hill in West End? No, no. Okay, yeah. so we met after that, but we <laughs> we were all in the same sorority, and then I think we started hanging out second semester freshman year when we had that chapter meeting where it was too clicky, and then we just t- took two of the clicks and formed a bigger click. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, formed a bigger click. Wait, yeah. I was the one that wasn't in the group chat, but Monica came up to me and was like, you need to stop it with the clicky shit, you in that group chat. And I was like, I'm not in a group chat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in it yet. It's like, you bitch, I'm the one being left out. No, I'm just kidding. The but good old basically the sorority days. I met mm-hmm. Mackenzie like junior year and literally the rest was history. And yeah. I, I, she was like, 
in a little bit, like a grade ahead of us or class ahead of us, whatever yeah. how you call it, but um, became good friends with some of her friends and started hanging out with them a little bit. So I didn't meet her until kind of late on, later on. I feel like I always like knew, uh, knew about you, but I don't know. We definitely didn't get close until later on. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, we just wanted to come on here today and introduce you all to two more of our friends. Maybe talk a little bit more about Pride. Although Pride Month is over, we still support and we still Pride never need ends. to never raise ends. awareness about this. So we surprise, wanted to surprise the Baileys are gay. Whoop whoop. <laughs> We are. No, but, um, yeah, you guys. Not together, though. Yeah, not together. <laughs> for clarity. That would be confusing there, to the naked ear. <laughs> for clarity, um, no. But, yeah, you guys were out here during Pride, and, like, honestly, it was such a blast. Like, around my birthday weekend and everything, turned 26, um, kind of made a joke earlier. Like, I have not been the same since that weekend. I think I went too hard too quick you know I really feel like I'm in my late 20s now and you are my frontal lobe has fully developed I think about consequences I everything I used to enjoy scares me (laughs) I and this is but I think it's true um oh my god I I think I'm getting old you know nothing avoid a debate I saw this yeah I saw this thing and it was like once you get to that age where you start to avoid like everything because you don't want to go outside of the norm or have any conflict or just anything interrupt your day that's when you become the grumpy old man (laughs) but it's so true I do it all the time like even thinking about staying out past like 10 p.m like kind of makes me quake in my body a little bit (laughs) literally what I, I don't know what it what would have to happen and go on for me to like I don't know, go back and do dumb stuff and drink all night and, you know, all the stuff that comes with that, so. That's just crazy because we we yeah. literally saw you a month ago. A month ago. Mm-hmm. And, like, that wasn't the Bailey we saw. Exactly. I was a different breed. And I faced the repercussions of it for a while with ex- how exhausted I was yeah like throwing my own birthday party and doing pride you know all weekend right. all month really that was so much so yeah. much if you were just a little bit less drunk on Friday you 100% would have come camping <laughs> oh for sure yeah I probably I, I tried. I tried my hardest. One less shot, I would have been in the mountains. Mm-hmm. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. To waking up there and being like, yeah, where I'm at for the next 24 how hours. Do I, I want to know how I backed out. Um, I almost didn't. I almost didn't give you a chance, like to back out. I saw the situation. I kind of addressed it, and I was like, I looked at Bailey, and I was like, I'm taking Bailey. She's like, What do you mean you're taking her? And I was like, She's coming to the mountains with us, and if she's coming to the mountains, this is her only opportunity now, because we're going back to Amber's, and then we're leaving from Amber's in the morning. We were also trying to like, you know, get you out of another situation. Probably help the situation. (laughs) Yeah. And so at first you were like so about it. 
And then, I don't know, we all just kind of decided maybe this isn't the best thing because you were really drunk. We had like an hour drive home. I don't know. It just didn't yeah. seem like the most ideal thing for you to do. Yeah. Just yeah. <laughs> have anything with you. Very yeah. Like we would have had to go back to your apartment and like help you pack. And then oh, I don't know. Happened. It was just a lot. But I wish we had thought about it. Like maybe made that a thing that day, that night. Um, and we could have like actually executed that because you were. Yeah. You both were so missed in the mountains. Well, that would have been so fun. I was just pondering it so hard, like, up until you guys came. And I was just like, you know what? Let me just, you know, stay in town and celebrate pride. Yeah. You know, like, just like. So fun. It was kind of funny at the drag show where Bailey works. They're just never going to know which one we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> totally brought up Florida. And you know what? Like, I don't claim florida i claim st petersburg i absolutely love this area it's very queer friendly um even the girl that moved me into my apartment we're doing a little switcheroo she's moving to gaithersburg and she's like what's the queer scene like up there am i screwed like it's so good down here at least in st pete and i was like well you're kind of just moving to the suburbs like i don't really know what else to tell you you're not gonna have like gay bars or anything but I mean, there's not, I mean, there's gay people in Florida. There's a huge, like, especially Tampa, St. Pete, all that. Right. Yeah. People that run Florida. And it's the politics, yeah. As a whole, Ron yeah. Santos is just fucking. But that's us, you know, the United States and the world. So. Right. Yeah, so circling into that, we kind of, like, were with friends with you guys throughout your, or at least a, a, a piece of your journey if you want to sort of tell us going into pride like you know you can start with what it was like growing up when you guys did come out who did you first come out to all that good stuff you want to go first i mean i can (laughs) both of you all three of you know me from college you know i didn't meet you guys till college and when you met me in college i was in a a relationship with the guy and um, I dated him for like four or five years I started mm-hmm. dating him in like my senior year of high school and like we've known each other for so long which is very comfortable relationship and everything like best friends it always worked it never made sense to like really break up and then here comes COVID you know and um well I shouldn't say this I had a a wide awakening like it was COVID and I came to Greenville during it was Earth Day I came to Green, up to Greenville for the weekend for Earth Day and I remember it like so well I was um, taking some mushrooms as we all do celebrating Earth Day celebrating our mother Earth like go Earth yeah so <laughs> there was already like some lines being drawn in the sand for sure like with communication and just everything going on in the world and everything like that like where I saw myself he was graduating I wasn't graduating I was doing a fifth year so I had a whole awakening and I decided to break with up with him via text on mushrooms uh, it was a little emotional not as emotional as I expected it to be all the love in the world for the guy uh, wish him the best but it just wasn't gonna work for me it wasn't gonna work for us so mm-hmm. I made that decision and I woke up the next day and like totally fine obviously like probably still in a little shock COVID wasn't the easiest but 
I, yeah, I, I stuck with my decision and, you know, we're, we're friends now and we don't really keep up that much anymore, but like, it was so soon after that, like maybe a month after that, I just kind of like, I like met someone in person and I was like, like it was a woman and I was like, or, you know, um, and so I like was attracted to them and I was just kind of like, okay, well, I've kind of like seen this in myself for like a while. So like, might as well try it. I had no reservations towards it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I was open with my friends, not so much my family, but I just kind of dived into it, you know, decided that I was like into it and that like, I might like women. And so I just kind of started talking to different people and, you know, when things led to another up until this point, but that's my journey. It took me a while to tell my parents. Um, I would say less than a year, but I was just nervous about the reaction. Like I never thought they wouldn't be comfortable with it, but I was nervous about the reaction. Mm -hmm. Um, but my parents are super supportive luckily. Um, and yeah, that's my journey up until this point, you know, in and out of relationships, haven't found love, you know, RIP, give up, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> no, don't give up. Bailey stirred. Don't give up. Thank you for sharing, sharing up, Bailey. But, uh, you know, the, the change in relationships and dynamics when you go from like men to women so suddenly, like, is so different. It can be polar. You are dealing with a lot of different emotions and it's super tough. Like, you got to be in it, got to be ready for it, have to have energy for it. So, right. patience. Oh, wow. Yeah, patience and just, yeah, honestly, yeah. So, you know, I'm not getting it's up. So- it's so crazy, like, looking back on college times, because, like, yeah, most of our college experience, like, you were in a relationship with a guy, but, like, I feel like we all knew in the back of our head that, like, that wasn't going to be your end reality. I always thought you were gay. Yeah, all, I feel like all of us did. We all, we all did. Like, a lot of people do say that, and I'm totally fine with that. Just because I never saw your boyfriend. Like, I think I saw him once when we were playing uh, Daisy, like, flag football or whatever. Exactly. Like he was never really around. Like I obviously like like I would go hang out at his apartment. Like he has a twin brother and like his best friend went to back to high school with us. So I would go hang out at their like dorms or apartment like all the time and just like when we were all chilling and you know, not doing anything that night or not going out. But like when I went out, I went out like with, with my us. friends. Like yeah. my friends. Like they never really came out with me or like my boyfriend never really came out with me. Like every once in a while. Did then like, like later I feel like they did like later in the years, year. but like they didn't come out much, and that's totally fine. I say they because he had his one brother. That was his like, brother, uh huh. Always around, um, which he was like my best friend, <laughs> uh, total like the greatest kid ever. I still love him to this day, so I can't talk shit. But um, yeah, that was just kind of like my experience. I did my own thing, had my own friends, and I mm-hmm. love that because I never held myself back from it, which a lot of people did with relationships in college. So it couldn't have worked out better, honestly. That happened to me for a short period of time. Yeah, I feel like it happened. And it does. Mm-hmm. It does. A lot of people were stuck in that. Mm-hmm. Especially in college, when your parents aren't around, it's just so easy to fucking obsessively cocoon and like, yeah, just get into the bubble and never leave. I know. You almost need that phase because, like, that's not really like a thing you can really do in high school usually, and like most right. households. And then you get into the college where you can like stay the night with them all the time and like really invest in that relationship like yeah so 
it's interesting time. Everyone needs that because a lot of people lose friends and they learn a lot of lessons from that. Right. Thank you. Thank you. Really? Okay. My turn. Oh, mine's a little, 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 mine's a little different. A little more, you know, I don't know. Just you need to. Let's get into it. Um, well, I never really thought or I was gay, like at all. I was kind of, if I ever had any thoughts, I pushed them down so hard when I was like growing up that it was just not a possibility or reality for me just because like that's the part of North Carolina I was raised in and Mm -hmm. just my family like I wasn't wasn't growing up with like any influences or any like culture really in that part but you know as time went on high school never really had any boyfriends you know would obviously up with guys just to see if I liked it tried to convince myself never really did then I went to college freshman year same thing you know just doing the whole routine just like met all these friends and stuff you know hookup culture was a trend trying to fit in do it all yeah and then I feel like sophomore year came around and I was just exposed to a few more things I like some different jobs I had and like just hanging out with people who were gay and not straight because I like the high school I went to no one was like openly out like there was no one I was around like it was never talked about you know my mom had like a cousin who was gay but we never really talked about that until I was older and stuff and then sophomore year I started to change my tinder over to girls and I was like, okay, let me just look. Like, no one will know because, like, no one else will on here. So started doing that. Didn't really, like, do anything. It was just Tinder looking for a while. It kind of, like, fell into a trap of, like, this notoriously gay girl at ECU. And, you know, we were just friends for a while. And I always thought I would go somewhere, but it never did. And, you know, that kind of held on me for a while. But it was an experience. And then I finally hung out with someone from Tinder and I threw up the first two times that anything ever happened, <laughs> like literally as I was walking out of her house. Like I was like, okay, I gotta go. Like this is really fun. I throw up like right yeah. next to the car. <laughs> and then I kind of was just like, okay, well I've never experienced these feelings before, so I'm like, this is like something I want to explore. And I kind of just secretly was like talking to this girl for like honestly a long time before I told anyone I think it was like a night where I was like really really drunk I like finally came out to like two of our friends and I was like okay so like I literally been like hanging out with someone for like six months uh I feel like it's probably time and everyone was like oh yeah we knew and then I just like slowly came out to our friend group you know and that was it for a while just people at college knew and then I think junior year I came out to my family and it was finally like I'm just going out finally time to like tell my truth it's not comfortable because I like saw myself like being ready to like date girls openly and stuff and then yeah that was that I came out to my mom at a sushi restaurant while we were having some drinks and originally I came out as bi which I was like obviously knew that was a lie I was just trying to like appease the likeness mm-hmm. of my family like oh you know like maybe it'll change like maybe you'll you're just experimenting in college and then as right. I got 
progressive. You guys obviously know I talked to some girls, dated some girls, you know, hung around with some girls, <laughs> and then <laughs> came out to my dad and stepmom, and they were they've always been really supportive of that. So it's just been nice ever since. And I was actually outed to my stepbrother by someone that was visiting at ECU oh, from no. UNCW. But he didn't say anything until I told him. He was like, yeah, I already knew. Like, someone told oh, me. shit. But I was just waiting for you to tell me. I was like, oh, that's so nice. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that was my experience. You know, still uh, not the easiest thing with the fam, but we're getting through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's crazy how important exposure is like you bringing up where you went to high school is so different from where I went to high school like mm-hmm. completely different and people trying to eliminate like exposure and education is so important like who cares if it's it's never an experimental phase like whatever you want to try whatever your intuition is telling you to do at that time you should fucking do it who cares if you went from by straight what, literally what whatever on the whole fucking spectrum like being open to that at such a young age is so important but it's viewed as so horrible yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like it's it's such a like societal norm thing like especially like i mean we north carolina like yeah you could call it the south we both were, were raised in like suburbs I went to like a private Christian school so of course that never would have been accepted but like I don't think I would have ever felt like super bad about it I just didn't know that about myself like maybe some things from my childhood should like ring a bell like movies and stuff like looking back on it now like why was I so obsessed with some of these people um but like societal norms just really like carries you all the way to like a late stage in life before you were like finally exposed to something and then all of a sudden it's just like Whoa. okay I, I like that like like that's how I see myself like that's what I'm gonna do mm-hmm. so it's very interesting but I feel like if I did come out like a little bit earlier I don't know if, like how my community would take it I had a friend visit like last week um, from Den- or to Denver for a Taylor Swift concert and I've never come out to her. I haven't seen her since like high school. She came to ECU like for the first year or whatever. Um, and I like met up with her for some drinks. And she like I never come out like online. Like, hey, I'm gay. And I also right. struggled with the same thing with my like family. I was like, because my mom's like, you know, how are you going to tell everyone? I was like, well, would you expect me to send a family group text and tell right. everyone? Like, no. So um, that was interesting. But my friend came into town and was like so it's just interesting like how unexposed these people are still you know and it was just like really eye-opening it's like so are you the guy or the girl I'm like if I was the guy or a girl I would be dating like like I would be dating a guy I wouldn't be in a a yeah it doesn't have to be like that I wouldn't be dating a female like it does not have to be like that I'm like oh my gosh you guys are so stuck I hate that it's a role because I have days where I wake up and I feel like a dominant person and then I have days where I feel like a very female want to wear a dress makeup that's not even like female but you know what I'm saying like female emotions like I can be whatever I want take care of me yeah do you guys think there's like a dominant position in like a relationship and then the other person's like 
they're not dominant person because my dad. I think there can there can be like that one. I have been struggling with that one. Well, he was like, well, Stephanie's obviously like the dominant one in this relationship. Like he was like not saying it like in a you know males are like dominant. He was like, who's the dominant in your relationship? And I was like, what do you mean? Is that characterized by like financially or like? emotionally I don't I don't even know how to take that like I've never thought about it like that I always think about it as in like uh, like I I want it physical for sure but also like in some other way I can't really put a word on it you know like I wouldn't say emotional but just like your character about, your character like, I feel like it's character you like in the relationship like how would you describe that you know what I mean yeah, like, I, does he mean... Feminine energy, I, I do, sorry, I, I like to good. say that feminine energy is being in touch with your emotions, Mother Earth, like, mm-hmm. the goddess of Gaia, that type of stuff. Masculine energy is when your, like, protective side comes out and your, I don't like, other turns like that. Yeah. Not as in touch with your emotions. Yeah. I know right. it's not a norm, like, obviously should be more of a norm for, like men and like masculine people to be in touch with their emotions but like i guess in that sense i would consider myself masculine because i'm not in touch with my emotions right yeah i struggle with that too because it feels like sometimes it has to be like a feminine energy and a masculine energy in a relationship but, but it, at the same time it does not like, have to be like it, that. it's just characteristics and traits about people that you can find within someone to make it work and that's right. why like you know you know gay relationships work and like right why but also like just us as human beings we all have feminine and masculine um energies inside of us they just might come out at different times maybe sometimes we're more female sometimes we're more masculine but we all have it within us so it's so interesting when i don't know when this question gets asked yeah. yeah, I feel like too. You start to feel it in your like going back. You feel it in your body when you're denying yourself something after a long enough time, where you just feel like you're going to explode. Like having those thoughts and just pushing them down instead of acting on them. Like one day you may take shrooms and just be like, "Oh my, oh my god. god!" I finally realized like it literally came. Uh, to this like, yeah. I get like I my first two kisses and like literally and when I was eight, I like scissored a girl in my gymnastics class just because i was like i feel like i did <laughs> what <laughs> I, I was i was eight i was eight and we were practicing gymnastics in her room this girl had a full balance beam in her room and you wanted and to scissor her i literally i had already been like watching some like girl on girl porn from like At eight yeah, but I was just getting divorced at eight. I was going to eight. Yeah, that was interesting. I feel like probably like I, like I had eight. no idea what like third grade eight. I have no idea. I stopped doing gymnastics when I was like nine or ten. So yeah, I was. I was How did you know what that was? Yeah, dude from from like watching videos, and then she was like. Want to try this? Want to try this? Want to try this? Like she was way more knowledgeable than I was, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So my first couple experiences were with girls, and then I think too, once high school came around, it was definitely just kind of like, "Oh, maybe I just like maybe it's just a like a sexual thing." Like I don't know, you know what I mean? Like it was kind of like it got it definitely got. 
like those feelings, thoughts got pushed down and I was like, okay, well I'll just watch gay porn, but I'll hook up with guys. <laughs> like right. I'll, keep it, I'll keep it separate just because like I do enjoy both, you know? Yeah. Even straight women, bi women, they all say the same thing. Like I feel like everyone watches lesbian porn. Everyone watches lesbian porn. It's so much more attractive to oh, me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like For I don't want to watch that. I'm doing anything. I believe girls it. are just so much hotter in my opinion like just i could stare at like a naked woman's body over a guy's and just be like mm-hmm. well, yeah you don't have something dangling <laughs> yeah literally <laughs> what joanna and i were saying yesterday at the pool we were just like oh but for for me too sex is so like i struggled even with hookup culture in college like i think i've had one to two maybe one night stands in my life and every time i did i felt deep 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 into my core that it was just like not for me not right like i genuinely have to be uh, essentially in love like having those feelings so wherever those take me you know that's i kind of went through that phase like not in college because i was in a long-term relationship but like within like kind of being like here in denver and like my like last year of college I guess when I, I was like single I kind of like went through that phase and I just felt awful about every single person like I just mm-hmm. couldn't find my my mix or like what I was doing really I was just like I have to be in love and also um put it in the notes I'm a cancer so heavy empath like mm-hmm. I feel my emotions so deeply I cannot do it like I will get wrecked emotionally. Mm-hmm. What's your right now? We have okay, fire triangle. We have the third point. Bailey mm-hmm. is Leo, and then mm-hmm. we have a little cancer baby. Cancer up in here. No, just <laughs> yeah. You know, Leos and like, cancers are like apparently um, like best. They're, they're they're like compatible for being best friends or whatever. Who? Wait, cancers? Who? Cancers and Leos. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. Duh. Here we are. Here we are. Um, yeah, Bailey, you made you made a good point about um, like you're not sure if coming out any earlier if you had like discovered that about yourself, like how your town would have even taken it. So it's like it's so interesting. Like you came out at the time that you were supposed to for yourself. Um, I feel like that was like protecting you as well because. I don't know. I feel like why well, have to deal with how all of these other people handle it when it has nothing to do with them and it has only something to do with you. Yeah. How many did you guys grow up in the church? Like both of you. Just want to carry us. She went to a Catholic private well, Catholic I went, school. Yeah, I went Same. to a private I mean it was the school was non denominational. It was attached to a Baptist church. I went there like preschool through twelfth grade, literally. Oh, I got enjoyed it with sixty people. You're, every year you like re-enroll your pastor has to sign off on it my parents weren't like involved in the church really at all like they had to get baptized when I went to like preschool and stuff but my parents were so young and my mom was like in uh like a pretty busy corporate job uh, my dad worked like weekends so like my family wasn't super involved in the church nor the school like other parents were like there was a lot of stay-at-home moms as you can imagine and like 
you know, wealthy dads, just, you know, working jobs and stuff like that. So my parents weren't as involved in the school as everyone else. So I kind of just flew under the radar. I mean, we went to church maybe once a month, max. Um, we kind of just kind of an Easter family. To be I was a CEO. I was a CEO. Yeah. Um, but we kind of, we did it a lot for my grandma to like take my grandma to church. So it did get like, you know, Sunday brunch and stuff like that. Like I wasn't heavily involved and like, honestly, we don't have to get into religion, but it's repelling <laughs> It <laughs> at is. at this point. It is. To be quite honest. Yeah. Like uh, if we can get, have another podcast on that one, but it's almost repelling when you went to school with it for 12 years, if not longer. I can't. Even. I did uh, nine I, years I, yeah. and I could only imagine going any longer. It's like, no. uh uh-uh. Pretty, pretty tough. Obviously, I was in a, some sort of trance there. I wasn't like the Bible thumper or anything like that, pushing it on people or really talking about it much. Like, I did not have helicopter parents, but, you know, I, I did my own thing. I was not secluded from the world whatsoever. And I love my parents for that because I couldn't imagine but yeah just the thought of like religion these days kind of very repelling and um I don't know I struggle with it sometimes (laughs) (laughs) okay so religion is draining yeah Mm -hmm. yeah it is being a female religion is draining so is being a female but I would honestly rather I mean, be a female a than be a male. Even no, though this country is built for males, like I'm so grateful to be a female. We are so motherfucking badass. It's crazy. I've been for straight white men and no one needs to forget that. And that's how they're still governing it. That's some people are trying to make changes it's just oh we're too scared to change the document that was made i'm not good with history hundreds of years ago <laughs> let's just say that years ago like let's update with the time it's like if right technology can be updated this fast i think our legal documents can be updated just the day fast. that they like try to undo the right to bear arms or something like that i think it would start like another world war we're all crazy yeah i feel like as like we evolve the laws need to evolve too and we're honestly just going backwards which is so sad but i have so much faith in our generation i also have so much faith in the female population and as we continue to dive like deeper into ourselves and heal ourselves we're going to make this a better place. But it's going to yeah. start when that generation is literally gone. Well, it's scary to think about how much has to be undone, though. That even, undone. like, laws that were put in place to diminish women, people of color, like, all of that stuff, to keep them low, to keep them manipulated, to keep them right where they want us. Like, to undo that, it's kind of fucking scary to think about, like... Yes, we should be grateful for where we're at and, like, based off other countries in the world, and I don't negate that. But, like, the fact that guys don't even realize... Like, guys don't think about it. They go through their day thinking about how they act. They don't realize how much space they hold, how much they fucking affect us on a daily basis. Like, guys don't stop and think, like, hmm, 
I wonder like what I could be doing differently to make a female feel safe or no. not to like whatever whatever it is they could give literally two fucks we're just baby making machines half the time they're just so unaware I mean it's kind of hard like I I truly just want to believe in 20 years we're going to be so much better off like that maybe the age group everyone's so worried about and these like older men in politics like making these polar decisions for everybody that are so dated and 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 obviously wrong uh but that is passed through generation to generation right i'm sure we can all name a few people in our age group that still have some of these ideals or that still could post some of these things and you know make women feel this way in like certain forms and fashions and like obviously so much like criticism that the barbie movie is getting the barbie movie is getting just from like some of the the little things that they put in the movie and you know just like um, I just think ECU, even the stuff they put in the movies, but even just ECU, like the amount of times I kept my fucking mouth shut to guys that would be like, well, look at what you're wearing downtown. Like, what the fuck did you expect? Or grabbing your ass throughout the night. Like just this one guy, Trent, I remember he posted something about in Texas or wherever they were passing a law so that doctors could say no to surgeries for trans people. And I was like, you're so fucking ignorant like I, I said this thing but I wasn't even that mean like I was informational I was challenging it was just a normal conversation and then he said some dumb shit I blocked him before he could even keep responding and he took a screenshot of one of my photos on Instagram posted it on his Instagram and said this is what drugs does to your brain kid don't do molly I was like oh my god I remember that <laughs> equal rights that is so yeah. wild is what Molly does to my brain. Like, right. What? I don't right. respond to any of the men that respond to any of my Instagram stories because I'm just like, listen. Don't even waste I your breath. We were respecting each other's opinions. So, like, right. if I don't engage with you, why do you need, feel the need to engage with me? Right. right. I also just feel like, I don't know, like, darkness and hate cannot like survive if it's all just pure love and that's only going to come if we all work on ourselves but it's like how do we get this whole country to work on themselves then this wouldn't exist this literally could not exist if people were more worried about themselves than everyone else but it's literally the opposite no families at dinners at school they're like like they're like you know there are those rules like at the dinner table you don't talk about politics you don't talk about anything that's going on but since but since when would like why are basic human rights politics or why is that something why we're still fighting for i understand it can be politics but why is it something we're still fighting for in 2023 even when a guy is like, oh, I'm like, I'm totally on your side. I'm pro whatever. But, and I'm like, no, I don't actually care what your opinion is at all. In fact, you shouldn't even have to tell me that you're pro anything because I don't care. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're, it's my choice, period. It's not, uh, you know, I'm with this or with that. I literally don't give a fuck what you have to say because you can't even begin to fathom. Like, no, exactly. No, they can just agree and move on and not have to just say like, Oh yeah, I hear you, but <laughs> like it's it's ridiculous. I agree. It's crazy. I feel like I could sit and talk about this topic forever. I know this. Could, but no, could, oh. I went and saw the Barbie movie the other day because ever 
I saw, I feel like everyone was raving about it. And I was like, what is the hype? Like, what is the hype? It's Barbie. Like, come on. And honestly, after watching it, I was like, if this is the movie everyone in America is obsessed with right now, honestly, I'm proud and I'm happy that shit is being talked about. Um, There were a lot of issues that it touched on. Oh, it talked about so many issues that it's good. We need to talk about these things. Like, things need to stop getting pushed under the rug. Because clearly it's not working. Um, But it touched on a lot of things. Yeah. It's funny because I've seen a lot of, like, reviews on, like, Instagram and TikTok from a bunch of men that went and saw it. And they'll say the exact opposite and say, oh, didn't touch on anything. Like, that was important. Like, Mm. I don't think they understand the, like, little things that, like, women and, you know progressive people are like picking up on in right. the in the movie and like a lot of the stuff i like read on twitter is honestly everyone that's like hating on it is just men just yeah their ego is ruined by their it. ego like, is ruined just hating on men like yada yada it's like no you just don't god forbid the women get angry about having some power ego and it's just we get angry or like loud or I'm even or with like friends of ours that I get passionate and I get a little bit loud they're like whoa okay Jesus Christ it's like dude I'm all I'm trying to do is make some light bulb click in your fucking head so that you can wake up tomorrow and just maybe think about another person besides yourself for one time yeah like go through your day thinking about how the things that you do might be affecting the people around you but of course like if we get angry they're just oh she's on her fucking period or whatever the excuse is yeah want to admit that like we have problems no one's saying they're better than the other all the women are better (laughs) literally something with my family this past weekend and my brother called me a karen just because i voiced my opinion i was like bro please (laughs) what that probably would have made me irate (laughs) How did you react? I was just, I literally, well, if I would have reacted, it would have ruined the whole weekend. Right. So you just bit your tongue. I walked away and went and hit my dab pin, chilled out a little bit. There's there's a (sighs) fine line on channeling anger because I don't think men realize that female rage, that deep, 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 deep. (laughs) rage rooted from somewhere oh my god like it's it's a very fine line that like i actually read a book about the dance of anger and females and how you know to be a proper female you can't get angry and then then when it does come out because you pushed it down because you were trying to people please and then you snapped and so it's definitely like you have to learn how to channel it realize what you're getting angry about and and like sort of dumbing it down in a way so that you can express it it's so hard though like pop off and that's why most of us are stoners i feel like but right people used to think i was a bitch in high school because i voiced your opinion Mm -hmm. i literally said it was on my mind and i didn't put up with the shitty comments that all the guys said in my high school and all the other girls did and i was just like i'm not gonna fucking do that no yeah. Oh my god. Right. I got older and like realized that like some men do mature and like obviously like I gained a lot of guy friends throughout college and stuff. So like, you know, they're people I see in my life for the rest of it, but it's just like I wasn't a bitch, like I was just being my fucking 
myself and speaking what was on my mind. Right. It's like if you don't like if you don't stay in the boxes that we're supposed to, if we like don't stay yeah. in this order, if we do anything out of that, we get so called out. It's like yeah. what why aren't we encouraging like these things? Why aren't we encouraging why aren't we encouraging people to challenge things, people to be different? That's what we're here to do. Like we're not supposed to all be the same and you know, let guys walk all over us is just one example. Exactly. I can't wait for that dynamic to change in this world, maybe. Same. Yeah. I dude, I totally I like I I believe that this like not the apocalypse, but a meteor will come down, something will happen, we'll kill the planet, who knows which will come first, but it's gonna come. Not in our lifetime, but like I can feel it. Yeah, coming. something will happen. We'll just have to start over. We will start uh, over. Global warming is right now. It might be in our lifetime. Yeah, things yeah. are definitely right. Right now, I wouldn't be shocked. Think I would not be shocked. Yeah. To be honest, yeah. It's hard to think about people bringing, like, knowingly bringing children into the world. That's a hard one right now. I was just thinking about that. Petrifying, dude. Yeah. I was literally just thinking that. Like, yes, I see myself having kids, and I would love to, but like. What am I really giving to them? You know, I mean, and I'm like, how can you, you how can you responsibly do that to them? Like, if Mm-mm. in eighteen years, you know, something happens, and they're on their own in this world, and it doesn't get any better. Or something else is happening, and the world just keeps getting warmer. Right. Raise a kid during COVID. Like, if something like that fucking happens again, and you have a, a baby, like, it's just yeah. Yeah. you. No. I'm so fine with like even as an adult find a partner like I'm so fine just getting a dog and you know just taking care of myself for the rest of my life like a child would be cool like getting to know and like raising your offspring yes it's kind of sounds awesome just like as right. you know but like think of you like a selfish decision it's a selfish decision for sure uh but like spending your money on yourself like just surviving this world living a good life not having yeah. to worry about like financially being re- financially responsible for a kid like yeah that part like travel and like don't bring a kid into this world you know so you don't think about to. sending your kid off to school every day and with the well that's that's something i can't wrap my head around like i would fully if i if i have a kid i will i'll homeschool it I have to. I mean, I'm not bringing it to school. Too. I'd probably go take the kid to like a foreign country and just like kind of raise them there. Like schools are going to be like all online, which people are going to lose more like social skills from that. But they're going to like have to do something if they're not going to take these guns away from people that Dude. can easily access them. And then what has like, to happen for something with gun reform to change? What has to happen? The amount like, of times I've talked about this in the last like year, and everyone's just like, well. And it's protect myself. I'm like, when have you ever had to use it? When? Yeah. It sounds like it's such no. an impossible, like, hear me out. Seems like such a like impossible solution at this point to take anything away from someone. Like, let's regulate the laws to obtain them, yeah. but like totally. taking them away from anyone at this point would be so I don't think taking away, but, like, let's have stricter laws. Like, think about, like, 
having one just to protect myself. If if, if a point comes where like I there is full regulations, oh, you you definitely don't. But right, I'm just saying like people like want that, but that's what you're up against. Like you can't imagine every person right. is actually gonna taken away. It sounds like it feels like, and it only makes sense that like a good 15 amount of 15 percent of people that probably actually own them would give them up well let's get straight here we're not asking to take away anyone's gun no just making it stricter regulated so ars can't be distributed to a freaking 18 year old an average human being yeah at Walmart or some shit like right. Not a not a war weapon. Not like a fucking AK whatever the hell. Like nobody needs deadly assault weapons. Like no you one needs that. Yeah, what do you like, do with the people that already have them? I will go to their homes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kind of. I don't know, but we can just start somewhere. No one's no one's going to Ellery, South Carolina, or anywhere like that and taking away anyone's guns. That is when yeah, I watch out. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you that right now. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> something needs to Something needs to happen, and if it should start with stricter gun laws. It is a yeah. it is a scary world, but we should start with the guns so the gays don't have to be as scared every time they go out. Let's, going, <laughs> let's end it there. I mean, dude, I work at an LGBTQ friendly like restaurant. We do drag brunch every week, and it's like Pride weekend, and you know we get all these warnings like just make sure you're aware of your surroundings, like blah blah. But this is it's like every Sunday, like going to work every Sunday, like thinking. So I mean, something could happen. Like it's it happened yeah. in Colorado yeah. Springs like weeks ago. You like, never know. It's just scary. Like just. Anyone and like people that don't even identify like as an LGBTQ, they could just be an ally like working there. Mm-hmm. They're still in danger too, just because they're affiliated with this place that people don't mm-hmm. respect or think that people are just choosing to live this life because it's a choice and it's just right. That. Targeted groups also government could give two fucks. No, I mean they don't. Like, that's so true. I I mean I can't believe how like actually nervous I was leading into Pride Weekend. Like being in all these crowded events, taking friends there, mm-hmm. and just like, could you imagine? I, I right, the straight white males like, I needed to protect myself. No, yeah. and like even on just like, I wouldn't say call any weekend a quiet weekend here in Denver, but like being around gay bars, even on like a like a not Pride weekend or not in June, like they so caught the they caught on. people, you know, bring, trying to bring a gun in before or like a, a knife and stuff like that. It's just it's oh. just insane to think like these are some of the spaces we hang out in, and they're like probably the most dangerous because yeah. it's so so it's targeted. Your mind, obviously, like, but yeah, I mean Pride weekend that was pretty scary too. I mean I thought about it so often. I can't. I always think back to. The Florida Parkland shooting that happened, it was a group of high schoolers, or, or like it was a high school in Florida. Mm-hmm. It was um, Parkland, and it was probably like um, me, Shelby, and Bailey's like junior year of college, um, or maybe sophomore at the lowest. But um, the some of the students from the school, like during the shooting, um, they had re- kind of recorded it from like where they were like hiding, and you could, it was just the audio, and it was so. It, it sticks in my it sticks in my head to like this day, and I, I think about it a lot when I'm in like LGBTQ spaces and like at the gay bars and stuff because like 
I couldn't imagine like taking away like that visual or those noises and the screams and everything with me. So it's just like so much deeper than people realize. And like no. the people that have been in those situations, I just can't even imagine. Like I, I would be changed for life for sure. So yeah. How can you not be? Yeah. And then you have people making decisions that have never been involved in that. Right. Yeah. Right. It's so scary. It's so scary, but it's like, what, what can we do? What can we do? We can continue to work on ourselves. We can continue to vote. It's important. We need to make a change because it's like, we feel so helpless, but at the same time, it's like, we have to at least try. Yeah. Uh-huh. For sure. For sure. I agree. Can't imagine being like 60 and I did nothing to help. Could you imagine? Right. Right. Or, like, like, in yeah. You just lived in we're fighting. I'm yeah, fighting. I'm doing as much as I can do. Don't fight your ass off in Florida. I know. I feel like so naive, I guess is the word. I'm like, we're going to change it. We're, we got it. Like me and my seven friends. I mean, but it's no, like we, we can try. We can try. I know me at least or at least those seven people is a seven person increase. Like right. obviously – I, it may not we may not be able to monetize the change that we can do right. but right even just making someone else feel more safe or or seen or fought for or whatever we can do right. like we'll fucking do it if i can change people's minds in florida doubtful but you know right right I and mean, i think the biggest thing you can do in florida right now is vote and get fucking ron DeSantis out of the right exactly voting is also the most important thing i forgot about that i can't i'm switching my um, ID over this week um, because okay. voting is important and I hate when people say well I'm scared not to vote so I voted and I didn't know what I was doing well research educate yourself, educate yourself. yes activate your right to fucking vote because it is the most important thing ever and I will do everything I fucking can to get Ron as far into the dirt as I can yeah, yeah. I agree take one for the team you want me to carry around guns walk into a walmart you never know oh my god it'd be nice to be able to live in florida one day y'all make it safe for us we're gonna do our best but thank you guys so much for coming on today i miss both of you of course i feel like we could talk for hours Oh, yeah, for sure. Thanks uh, for sharing really everything. Support the Triangle Podcast. Thanks for having us on. The Bailey's. <laughs> or out. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We love you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.